Welcome to Tropeful, a weekly look at how trope influences our understanding of our texts. I'm Cantor David Reinwald, and this week we explore the final portion of the book of Exodus, Parashat Vayakhel Pikudei. It's a double portion. This is certainly one of the portions that very early on sparked in my mind the realization that there was something essential going on with patterns forming between trope phrases. And so that is my focus today. The repetition of one specific phrase throughout these portions, and we will actually see that most of the repetitions occur in the first of the double portions via Kale. These portions concern the building of the Mishkan, the tabernacle, and I like to call these portions the fashion design portions of the Torah, which gets some of my fashionable students rather excited. It is in these portions that we even get introduced to the most famous designer of the, of the times, a man named Bitzalel, a name which today is often associated with the arts, and it even is the name of the most prestigious school of design in Israel. The portion begins as Moses gathers the entire community to assemble and help in the construction of the Mishkan. By the sixth verse of the portion, we are told that the materials needed will be of gold, silver, and copper, and then focus in on this phrase, blue, purple, and crimson wool, linen, and goat hair. This is the phrase that we will see repeating more than any other. The verses continue adding in, ram skins dyed red, tachash skins, and acacia wood, a phrase which also repeats, although not as many times, as the blue, purple, and crimson phrase. Anyone who has chanted this portion knows these phrases very well, and in fact, if you are like me, you probably love these phrases. Why? Well, if you are a regular chanter of Torah, you know already that when you get a repeated phrase, and in particular, a repeated phrase that nearly always has the same trope every time you see it, this is an immense gift. You learn it once, and you're good to go. And this is a long phrase, so you can rely on it every time to nearly be the same, and in the end, you likely can chant more text with less time spent learning it overall. It's a good deal. When chanted, chapter 35, verses 6 and 7 sound like this. Utechelet ve'argaman ve'tola'at shani ve'sheish ve'izim ve'orot Elim meodamim veorot techashim vaatseshitim. Now, most of our focus will be on this phrase of colors that repeats, but I'm actually going to rewind and go two verses before where we just ended. When we go back to the end of verse 5, we see the mentioning of metals, gold, silver, and copper, precisely in this order. When they're chanted in the Hebrew, we hear Zahav vachesef unechoshet. We often see these metals alongside the colors, so keep that in mind. We'll see them again in just a bit. But for now, back to our colors. Now, this phrase is repeated again not just a couple more times. It is repeated eight more times in Parashat Vayakhel, and then twice toward the beginning of Parashat Pikudei, for a total of 11 times that we see this phrase. Incredible, right? These colors must be really important. The phrase first repeats again at verse 23 of the same chapter, and here it is exactly the same in its form. 
Just a few words in, we hear Tichelet v'argaman v'tolat shani v'shehesh v'izim v'orot elim me'odamim v'orot tichashim This is an added word. Hevi'u. At verse 25, two verses later, the phrase is back. But here, the trope changes and accentuates the words. Like I said, these words must be really important. Do not forget these colors. It sounds like this. Et ha-techelet ve-et ha-argamahan et tolaat hashani ve-et hashesh. The second traditional aliyah opens with a mentioning of the metals that were initially described. Here the colors of the fabrics are not present, but the Torah always loves to list off gold, silver, and copper precisely in that order. And in verse 32, we chant it as such. Bazahav uva kesef uva nechoshet. Have no fear. Three verses later in chapter 35, verse 35, I just wanted to say those together, our colors are back. The tropes here are different. They sound like this. And also, this is the last verse of this chapter, but not of the Aliyah. In chapter 36, verse 8, our phrase is back. And once again, we are introduced to a new trope pattern. It sounds like this. Just like in chapter 35, verse 25, these words are semi-accentuated, and now as I look back and compare the two, we can notice that in both of these places we are talking about people working with these fabrics, actively turning them into the Mishkan. The art is actually being created, and thus perhaps the trope is representing that through more active movement. Could we say that this is in a way text painting? In its most active sense, yes. However, by the end of the chapter, in verse 35, we are still reading of active creation of art, but the pattern from the beginning of the portion once again returns. To remind you, it sounded like this. Techelet ve'argaman v'tola'at shani v'shehesh moshzar And that phrase gets repeated exactly trope for trope two verses later as the artist Bitzalel continues to create what becomes the screen for the entrance to the Mishkan. Then, the entire 37th chapter, which concludes both the second aliyah and fills the entire third aliyah, does not make mention of this phrase of colors at all. It focuses itself on the artist creating likenesses of the cherubim, the angels, and these are made out of gold, which is mentioned repeatedly. The final mention of the phrase in this first half of the double portion appears again midway into the fourth aliyah in chapter 38, verse 18, where Betzalel is now replaced by an unnamed embroiderer who has embroidered the cherubim on the screen of the entrance using the colors. 
the phrase here uses the original pattern. Tichelet ve'argaman v'tola'at shani v'sheish moshzar. The two mentions of the colorful phrase in the second half of our double portion in Parashat Pikudei happen first in chapter 39, verse 24, bringing us into the sixth aliyah. The first mention uses a simple trope phrase, but five verses later, we can be satisfied that in verse 29, the final mention of the phrase harkens back one last time to the original melody. Let's hear both of them. First, verse 24. Techelet ve'argaman vitolat shani mosh zahar. And then verse 29. Now, in this example, the entire phrase is present. However, notice two things are different. The order of the words is slightly inverted, where we always had the words sheish mosh zar, the sash of twisted fine linen coming after the colors. In this final example of this phrase for the entire double portion, the sheish mosh zar comes first, ending with the three colors, the blue, purple, and crimson wools. It sounds like this. Sheish mosh zar utichelet ve'argaman vitolaat shani And then it goes on to some other words that are not part of our repeated phrase, a finale of finales. So I hope this is satisfying in some way or another. What does it all mean? The one overarching thing I can tell you is that we have a very well-constructed system of trope, and that, my friends, should make you very tropeful. If you have made it to this point, I'm looking for some other tropeful commentators to join me in my wonderful work on this podcast. If you too are inspired by the trope and would like to share your own interpretation, please be in touch with me. You can contact me via the website, tropeful.net, and I would love to talk to you more about how you can get involved. Next week, we begin the third book of the Torah, Vayikra, the book of Leviticus. So join me then, and until then, be tropeful. Tropeful.